T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Danny Meringue. I found two empty bottles of a particularly decent Chateau de War Bordeaux 57 in your rubbish. Dusty Hera. You went through my garbage? This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. I find it particularly offensive that you use them to wash down an order from something called Macho Taco. And Portland's sports leader, 1080. I would never drink a Bordeaux with a Macho Taco. The fan. It was a burrito machissimo. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Hope you're having a great day. Thank you for being a part of our day and letting us be a part of yours. Uh, NBA announced this morning that uh, they will launch Throw It Down with Bill Walton as an alternate broadcast for NBA games. And it'll start Monday night with the Spurs in Portland against the Blazers. Bill Walton, Throw It Down Big man. What's going to be interesting is, um, does Bill Walton remember who's on the Blazers? Mm, no. It's a fun game. But this is, I think, the beauty of what they're going to try to do with Throw It Down, uh, is that, so they have, they've announced that they'll do it for five games. Uh, it'll be San Antonio at Portland on Monday. Then they'll do Toronto and Phoenix on January 30th. February 6th, Cleveland at Washington. And then uh, two Boston games as the Celtics will go to the Knicks on February 27th, and then to Cleveland on March 6th. These will be the uh, Bill Walton games. uh, Jason Benetti will be doing the play-by-play for them. I don't know why you need a play-by-play. Well, why isn't it Pash? Well, Dave Pash hates him, I think. That's to have the fun. I know. Uh, But I don't know why you need a play-by-play guy, because from what it sounds like, this is like their answer to the Manning cast. In what NBA wants to do. Sure. Um, they probably should have gone a different way, but <sighs> this is going to be in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, what does Bill look like compared to most NBA players? Oh, old white guy? That ah. won't get you in trouble. Bill Walton is old and white. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're not going to put the Up and Smoke guys on there, even though they should. They quite literally have a podcast called Up and Smoke, which we all know what that means. No. But like, I love those guys, though. <clears throat> Maybe finding the sweet middle and doing, like, yeah. I don't know, J.J. Redick well, we, and Richard Jefferson, like guys s- who have been doing it that kind of split the in-between. Was it Area 21 with Kevin Garnett? Yeah. TNT did? Well, the problem is that KG had to be bleeped way too many times. Oh, you think? But, again, it was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. But with Bill Walton, what you're doing is you find a guy who he can fill up three hours by himself. Um, oh, so that's not that's not going to be the problem. But this is where I think the NBA is getting it right, is that 
Bill Walton should be consumed in this way and this way only. I've always said this about Bill Walton when he's doing Pac-12 basketball games, that Bill Walton is fantastic if you have no dog in the fight. If oh, as, you, as a non-supporter? Oh, it's fantastic. If you care about the game or either one of the teams, you do not want to watch that broadcast no. because he brings zero value to the color analyst role as as far as what is actually happening on the floor. He is just full of quips, funny stories, and it, that is fantastic. And this is where the NBA is getting it right, is that you can only watch it on the League Pass via the app on your phone or tablet. Which or is device. what they're trying to do is drive more to the app because um, this isn't new. The, the, the NBA has been doing this. They did this with uh, Nikias Duncan and Steve Jones have done an alternate broadcast. They have now... And Danny LaRue and Nate Duncan. This is now the fourth alternate broadcast that they have. Mm-hmm. And I think the one that you're wanting is NBA Hoopervision, which is Quentin Richardson, Nate Robinson, and Darrell Wright are the three guys on on that one. There's one guy in there that I'm I'm actually interested in hearing from. Q? That's, no, no Darrell? I, I get Darrell. Yeah. Darrell's really good... People don't really, I don't think, remember Drell's time here. But, number one, he's one of Dame's really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just super smart and has a ton of stories. Uh, NBA BetStream is another one where they just have betting, which the NBA is really leaning into. They're, le- they're leaning into more than anybody now. NBA Strategy Stream, which apparently fans can get deep analytics X's nose through this insightful stream. From Nate Duncan and that's, Danny Lorenzo. That, that's uh, yeah. yeah, Nate and Danny. Yeah. Well, no, you're our Danny. You're just Danny. It's, it's don't fair. don't don't you call that? That's okay. Larue. 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 Yeah. You're he, Danny. He, he's even nerdier than I am. <clears throat> I don't think you're that nerdy. Mm, give don't it time. be so hard on yourself. Give it time. Oh, we've been around long enough. I know when you go numbers and my head starts spinning and I just go. I just go full beautiful mind on you. And then at the end, you do a very good job of. Uh, Dumbing it down for me. So thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you just don't go numbers and keep going. But here's the thing uh, that I'm that I find very interesting. The first game, San Antonio at Portland. I don't know how they're going to do this. If Bill Walton's going to be because they have a play-by-play man, or they're going to do it at their homes like Manning Cast is. But the first guests will be Doctor J. That's good. That's a solid get because Doctor J is a good storyteller too. But I can't believe that the Blazers are cool with this. Phil Knight is going to be the other guest on the debut edition of the... I did not see that. <laughs> Throw it down with wow. Bill Nike CEO or, or co-founder and uh, chairman CEO. emeritus, Phil Knight, who has put in a bid... And and launched a smear campaign. Dog, I did not know that. To part buy of the it Blazers, there. Uh, Phil Knight will be featured as a, one of the first guests on it. So, I'm actually really interested. And, and obviously, we, Bill is close to. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. But I'm really interested to see because they're not going to like try to, to talk about Phil Knight trying to buy the Blazers, obviously. But <laughs> we Bill might go there. We don't hear a lot from Phil Knight. I love hearing from Phil Knight. No, he's not a guy that does a lot of like. Even at the the PK tournaments, he's there, but he's not. He's I, not talking when he talks. I I love it, man. I the uh, what was the Dwight Jane show called on uh, on Comcast Sportsnet where he did his one on one interviews? 
Um, oh geez, I don't even remember. He did a he did a really good. He had some really good guests there too. But he did one with uh, Phil Knight, and it was it was really good. Um, and it, it they did, took a stroll around the Nike campus. Like he's a he's a really interesting guy. Um, if you get the right people who can he feels comfortable with and can sure. talk, and that'll be the interesting part is is that going to be Bill Walton? Can Bill Walton do that? I will say that um, I don't know how old Jason Benetti is, but I believe he's in his thirties. They are skewing very old. Yeah, no. Dr. J, Phil Knight, and Bill Walton. Which is kind of weird when you're talking about the streaming crowd. That's not that crowd. No. But all of them, the younger crowd, though, they all know who those three old dudes are. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go with those guys as the old guys, it makes a little bit more sense. But it's still, it's, it's a little weird. Yeah. It's, a, it's an odd move uh, for the NBA to throw... To, to to throw those guys on a streaming only, but um, tickle me intrigued, man, on on Phil Knight being on as part of that broadcast because with Bill Walton, anything is on the table, as you said, and there's a lot of moving parts there with that. And I I'm with you in that if the Portland Trailblazers sell Phil Knight, a group headed by Phil Knight is one that I would want. 100%. I, I have not heard anything to indicate otherwise that he is not the the leader still. Regardless of what was been what has been said publicly, yeah, but we also <clears throat> don't know when that's actually going to happen when when the sale is going to happen. So you know, this all may be a moot point because he's eighty five years old this year, you know, which might speed some things up. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Bill Walton, you're going to get a Walton vision. Throw throw it down with Bill Walton uh, coming to the NBA app, NBA League Pass. Uh, we will have. We are over the halfway point in the NBA, and I can't believe we've gone this far. Um, without doing this, we will have our halfway point musings at the top of the next hour. So at two o'clock, we will go through that uh, over the halfway point, which did you know the Blazers are the only team in the NBA that has not played 20 home games? Weird. Almost like we talked about how ridiculously overbooked their road schedule yeah. was. They, I, I went and looked that up today. They will cross over the 20 home game mark tonight. And they were the last team in the NBA to do so. Wow. Yeah, a lot of teams have played 25 already. The Blazers have only played 19. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. But um, I, Bruce Feldman did a deep dive in the athletic that I think is pretty interesting. Um, how much do recruiting stars matter when it comes to the National Football League? Hmm. Not just the National Football League, but the stars of the National Football League. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medela. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bruce Hornsby! Danny and Dusty on the fan. Bruce Hornsby's right. Okay, uh, Bruce Feldman, who's a writer for The Athletic. Ah, hmm. uh, look at that pivot. He did a deep dive into in his latest piece at the athletic, why is there a disparity in college football recruiting stars as offensive and defensive studs? Uh, pretty fascinating. Uh, he went through the all pro teams of the national football league. And he found that the average rating star rating from their high school recruiting for the offensive and defensive players had a massive gap for defensive players, the average star rating was 4.5. <laughs> so, damn near a five-star across the board. Basically, if you grade out as a dude defensively, mm-hmm. even in high school, it translates. Yes. On the offensive side of the ball, it was a far different case because uh, the average rating for the offense was a 2.0 stars rating which i mean i you think of that and you go oh my goodness like how in the world can can there be that big of a gap like and it's it's wild to think about um but there are guys that were overlooked in the recruiting process that uh, on the offensive side of the ball you have guys like josh jacobs Devonte adams um patrick mahomes those three guys right there you can just make with those three and the lack of stars that they had in high school, despite where they ended up and ended up in college, you know, Devontae Adams at Fresno State, um, Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, and then uh, Jacobs was, uh, oh my goodness, um, Josh Jacobs, was he Missouri? I, I read, or Alabama. Yeah, no, Jacobs Alabama. was Alabama. But he had a Missouri offer, and he ended up going to Alabama. Yeah, it was a last second, last hour kind of deal. But he was a guy that his only offers his senior year, in, in reading this article, was he didn't have the the major offers. And then Jeremy Pruitt, former Tennessee coach, who was giving out bags full of McDonald's bags full of cash, mm-hmm. uh, he got film and was like, we have one spot at running back. We need to offer this guy. So they went out and they got. They went out and they <laughs> offered Josh Jacobs. He went, ended up going to Alabama, and that was their last scholarship. Yes. Um, now that to me is on the. And this this is a an incredible part of is all the players uh, selected had been a five star recruit. Only one, Zach Martin, 
was ranked a four-star prospect. Mm -hmm. The average recruiting uh, ranking of the 11 players on the offense was 2.0. And on the defensive side, it was 4.5, as we said. And to clarify, the 2.0, if you you are a scholarship player in FBS, you are rounded up to a 2.0 at bare minimum. So you can't go lower. So you, there, there, there could legitimately be guys who weren't great, like did not have stars. Yeah, yeah. Like, completely, totally unknown, non-recruited player walk on one year scholarship next year, and now they get bumped up to two at so, bare minimum. Here are the offensive guys that that you can take note of: uh, Josh Jacobs, who nobody really knew till Jeremy Pruitt got his uh, tape; Travis Kelsey was ranked the 85th best tight end in the class of 2008. Not best player, tight end. Um, you have Kyle Juszczyk, who is a zero-star prospect, who played at Harvard. Mm-hmm. He was the all-pro fullback. Justin Jefferson was the 308th-ranked wide receiver in the 2017 class. <laughs> <laughs> Devontae Adams was the 281st-best wide receiver in the 2011 class. And remember, he was wide receiver two on his high school team behind Jock Peterson, who was their number one. So, mind you, here are your your running back, your tight end, fullback, and two wide receivers on the first team All-Pro. Mm-hmm. Okay? Are all across the board three or two-star or even zero-star in Juszczyk's case because he's a uh, fullback. Of the five offensive linemen, Zach Martin was a four-star. Trent Williams was the fourth overall overall pick in uh, 2010. Mm-hmm. Three-star prospect. Uh, Joel Betonio, the two-star, pro- uh, the, the Browns guard, mm-hmm. he was a uh, two-star in 2009, the 180 or 136th uh, offensive tackle prospect in the country. Lane Johnson was drafted fourth overall, was a zero-star prospect. Jason Kelsey um, was a zero-star prospect as well. And now he's a five-time first-team All-Pro center. Which is insane when you think about how big these guys are. Yes. But this is where you sit there and you, you think of, and we all know this story of Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes was a guy that he went to high school, was just o- overlooked, mm-hmm. and didn't. his story was, I think he was a three-star prospect. There's a lot of schools in this country, the high school level. It's, yeah. it's easy to get lost in the sauce. Whereas on the defensive side, you, there were four five-star recruits: Miles Garrett, Chris Jones, Dexter Lawrence, Nick Bosa, Aaron Donald. Uh, he was a Aaron Donald was a three-star prospect. He was the exception of their uh, def, uh, of all of the defensive players. So you had four five-stars and then one three-star. Everybody else on the defensive team four was star. a four-star prospect. And Donald actually is, if you think about it, makes sense because of his size coming into college. Yeah, I mean, he was he's, short. He's like 5'11". <laughs> he was short, and his his arms were too short. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the other guys that, um, all pro guys, Derwin James, Patrick Sertain, and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick were all five-star guys. Those, Darius Slay I, was I think a three-star. Mink, Minka was, I think, number two in his class. Yeah, he was really stinking good. Yeah. But the question is, why? Why in the world is... Is it so easy, I guess, to evaluate that defensive side and not the offensive side of the ball? And so Feldman set out to kind of go and and explain why it is and asked, you know, Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network, who is a former scout, asked college coaches, asked, you know, 
player personnel and, uh, you know, scouting department people across college and the NFL. Why is there this disparity? And it's really kind of kind of simple when you think about it is there is one element of the defensive side's reactionary. Mm-hmm. You 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 react to what the offense is doing. So you have to have elite level athletic tools before you even get to the processing stuff. And that is what your big separator is. Mm-hmm. On the offensive side of the ball, it's a lot different, especially when you talk about the skill positions. Mm-hmm. Because at the skill positions, it it you have so many athletes across the table. And like this is the wild thing is like if you want to go between FBS, we're Power 5, non-Power 5 in the FBS, then FCS, and then D2, D3, NAIA, all of those together, the big separator is on the lines. I mean, that is it. At every single one of those steps, the offensive and defensive lines, the depth there is incredible. The athlete for athlete, like you do have freak athletes that are in Power 5 that you just don't find anywhere else. But I'll also point you to, you know, Tariq Woolen, who is at the University of Texas San Antonio, who is a six foot three corner who ran a four two six, and nobody really found him. Right, which is always interesting when you see a a corner with that size running that time. That guy, you find athletes everywhere. Athletes <clears throat> come a dime a dozen. It's the mental side on the offensive side of the ball that is the biggest difference. And to me, I like I, I joke about it as a dumb guy defense. There are a lot of very smart football players on the defensive side of the ball. I don't want that. Uh, I, that goes without saying. But football smarts on the offensive side, it is a completely different game, and that is the massive separator when you get to college. There is a lot of four or five star guys that bust out because they, they get to the, the power five because they do not understand the game, mm-hmm. and it becomes a part of. Understanding the game of football is much more than just, I can see what's happening X's and O's wise. It is, in a fraction of a second, my brain tells my body to do something, and my freakish athletic ability, which is a dime a dozen to find, can, in in that fraction of a second, go from mind to body and do it. It is running full speed, seeing a corner bail, and within your first three steps, boom, you're breaking it down. Or you're going, I got to run a post, or I got to run a corner. And then when the corner gives you one read and the safety gives you another, you're like, uh oh, I'm not doing either of those. I'm running a curl. And that is having your body do that in a fraction of a second processing power. That is the biggest difference in the offensive side of the ball. Here's your perfect example. Okay. I, I, I remember seeing this when this came out a couple years ago. And it's been brought up ever since. Here's the 40 times for a couple absolute monsters at wide receiver in the NFL. Let me me, go ahead and guess this one. DeAndre Hopkins. What was his combine 40? I bet he was, I, he was slow at the combine. Wasn't he? Wasn't he like a four, five, six or four, five, seven. Yeah. Four, five, seven. Devontae Adams. He's probably even slower. Four, five, six. Yep. Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans was woefully slow. He was like a, a he wasn't nope, a, no four five three four five three. But they thought he'd run faster than that. Antonio Brown, I had no idea four five six. <laughs> Demarius Thomas four five two. Des Bryant four five two. Yikes. Cooper Cup, take a guess on that one. Uh, this is the slowest so far. I remember we've we've gone over this. He was like four sixes four six two. Yeah, Allen Robinson four six. Yikes. Kenny Galladay four five. Jarvis Landry, four six five. 
These are not good numbers for a wide. Like most high end wide receivers are four four sub four four. Yeah, and for those that don't truly understand or grasp the difference between four six and four four, that is an insane gap. It's a step. I mean, in in, in the NFL, a step is death. Yes. So it lets you know that these guys' processing power, their ability to come to a complete stop on one step. Antonio Brown is insane. But on the football field, he is a savant. Mm -hmm. His ability to process and know and do exactly what needs to be done to the inch. Hell, Chris Carter, I think, ran like a 4.68. But he caught everything. Yeah. and That's the thing. It's Cooper Cup. Precision. In his routes, knowing exactly what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Defense is reactionary, which is why you need 4-2-6 speed and that length to cover up for a guy who can look at what you're doing yep. and force you to make a decision. Yep. And now you've got to make that one step up. So you have to be two steps faster. Yeah. That, that's the math behind this stuff. That's crazy, man. That is... Uh... That that is the big separator and the big difference there. And then the offensive line one is the one that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I, well, why the evaluation is so far off? Because you you see all these guys and they come out of the woodworks, you know. Like I mean, you see guys from Cincinnati, Wisconsin, Iowa, Wisconsin, Iowa. Their offensive line, they're just breed. Yeah. They're factories of the mental side of the game, though. I mean, it's not just being big and bruising. It, it offense is totally one hundred percent. That mental separator is the biggest one, and it's the one thing that you cannot measure in the recruiting cycle. Think of it. You can measure a 40. You can measure height, weight, vertical. You can measure all of these things, catches, yards. Unless you can get the inside of the kid and spending the real time you, with him. And that's and even then. Think of it. It's a lot. You're talking about thousands of kids mm-hmm. across I mean. the country. Yeah. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of kids across the country that are on the FBS level going to be evaluated, and some of them don't have the body yet. Some of them are are guys that you sit there and you go, and I think this is why you look at the successes of guys like Jonathan Smith on the recruiting trail. Mm-hmm. They find guys who you have a frame you're, that you're, I know that you can grow into. You're 260, but you look like you can definitely carry 320 pretty easily. You will be a project, but the bigger part of that project is sitting down with you and your coach and, no, and, and trying to understand what you get out of the Between game. Between the ears. How do yeah. you, and it's not a 4.0 in the, in the classroom, because I know i got a lot of guys that were dumb as hell but in football's the classroom, smart. but they could, they could tell you exactly what a defense is yep. running in an instant. Like that is exactly what that evaluation is and why there are certain schools that you sit there and you go, how do they end up you know, developing this talent so well? well how does Iowa produce linemen? How do Iowa and Wisconsin produce yeah. linemen at the rate that they do? Yep, yep. And defensive to guys? To be fair, honestly, and Jonathan, it's a great example of this. They have done a tremendous job. Oh, yeah. On that side of the ball, that's that that skill or that position group. And that is why you look at a year like this past year, and and it'll be next year for Oregon State as well. Until these COVID kids get out of the program, Oregon State is going to be in a really good spot because everybody in 2020 got a free year. So, if all of those guys can stay, that developmental process gets expanded out one year further. For these for these programs, and it's going to be invaluable for their development. And I, I I think this too is that Chip Kelly at UCLA 
they until their COVID kids cycle out, they're going to be really damn good too mm-hmm. because they continue to build um, and and grow athletes. This is a couple they years a old. Good job at it, but this was historically NFL draft picks by position from schools. Mm-hmm. Offensive lineman Notre Dame was one with sixty three. Think about how long they've been around yeah. and how prolific they were. USC is number two at fifty eight. Penn State, Michigan, both at fifty. Oh, sorry, Nebraska and Penn State were tied at fifty seven. But again. How long have they been around? But Nebraska, that was kind of like what they did. They had the black shirts and the offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Michigan, Boston College at 48, which is, that's a sneaky hmm. one. Oklahoma and Ohio State, and then Iowa and Wisconsin. Hmm. Think about the program lineage there. Notre Dame, USC, Penn State, Michigan, yeah. Oklahoma, Ohio State. Those are programs that have been around forever, producing yep. NFL dudes forever. Yep. That Iowa and Wisconsin are in this list, and not even just in this list, they're in the thick of it. <laughs> that just tells you that like they have done something, and, that, and that's over the course of years. Yeah. So they have clearly figured something out across coaching staffs, which basically leads to go get the corn-fed boys from Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa, Farmlands. And the, here is, you know, a texture pointing out, you know, I don't think many offensive line get graded out above three stars coming out of high school, only a select few. Um, I it, think that's changed, hasn't it? It, it, it is changing. It is changing. Um, I, I'm looking at it here. Of the top 150 prospects in, in high school for the class of 2023, um, a, a 20 of the top 150 we're offensive linemen. Yeah, I say I think that's changed just because it's the value of it has gone up so much. And then, oh yeah, and you're you're having more, you have more of expansive lineman camps and, and opportunities for evaluation as well. Um, I'm just trying to look through, and I'm starting to look through how many, you know, four star. Okay, there are um, sixty four star linemen in in high school football for the. Class of 2023, this last signing period. That's a 60 of them. That's a pretty big crop considering what we've had in the past. Yeah. I mean, uh, 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 how about this? How about this? I'll go back 10 years and I'm going to look for the same thing. How many? So for the class of 2013 and can't even find that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't think you're going to have much there. Yeah, I'm not finding it on the position rankings. I mean, four star or better tackles alone in this class. There are 30. Yeah. Just tackles. Wait, in what class? 2023. 2023? Yeah, yeah just a, tackles? Yeah, just tackles. Yeah, so that means there's 30 guards, too, because yeah. of the, the in- Or the interior, yeah. yeah. That is, uh, that's incredible, man. Um, but, yes, you do have, the lineman evaluation is, is a good one, too, because uh, not a lot of them were four- or five-star guys. In defense, it's all about measurables. It's all about measurables. Size, strength. Well, that's even showing up here on the on the offensive side too now like yeah. you, you look at the, the there's five five stars okay this is how big they are six six three thirty six seven three thirty mm. six five three ten six six three ten six four two eighty five one of those is not like the other but i mean miami alabama miami lsu penn state not too shabby and again they're flum <laughs> florida iowa massachusetts louisiana Pennsylvania. massachusetts that's the outlier yeah that's a weird one right Patriots kid, Brockton, Massachusetts. I have no idea where that is. The Thayer Academy. I, you I've you never say Brockton. You say Brockton, Massachusetts. Like I'm like, oh yeah. No, yeah, I, 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 I was right I was saying that as like Brockton. Like that that doesn't ring any bells for me. Massachusetts isn't that big. 
No. And the, the thing is, yeah, like, it's a great point. I, if the, the Thayer Academy is not ringing any bells, it's, it's like some kind of power academy. It's not like it's IMG or anything like that. No. No. Hmm. All right. Uh, that's talking Massachusetts geography in high schools. But we also get to have some fun coming up here real soon with mm. the uh, the combine. Yeah, underwear Olympics. Let's oh, go. Oh, man. I, listen, man. I'm hoping that the surgery is done by then so I can just flip it on and just. Yeah. I, 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 I want. have your measurables. Oh, oh damn right. I yeah, want to I want to see what Mozzie does at the combine. Yeah, he's a freak. Oh, uh, he's, Michigan. He's, he's going to put up the lineman. dumbest combine measurements we've ever seen. It's going to be so much fun. All right. Um, Star recruits. Really interesting uh, to see what what Bruce Feldman uh, had to offer there in the athletic article. I love those kind of deep dives because it kind of paints a picture. Because if you're a college coach, where are the market efficiencies? Everybody knows the defensive guys translate. If you can somehow crack the code in in offensive linemen or in wide receivers, which I mean, in wide receivers, crapshoot. It's it's a crapshoot, but. I would say two schools have figured it out. Ohio State and USC. Yeah. They just keep churning out NFL monsters yeah. every single... That, that Those two schools, for whatever reason, they have their misses, but they keep grabbing these guys that turn into NFL dudes. Now, is it because their development is good? I don't know. But I, don't know. I, I think it's probably they just have a certain eye yeah. for getting guys. Uh, if you're... If, if you're an Oregon fan, though, the defense and those guys ending up panning out, it's uh should be noted. Oregon loaded up on their recruiting class. Yes, they did with a lot of talent. With a lot of beef too. On the a lot more side size. of the ball, defense especially. All right, uh, worst day on the web. It's going to be fantastic. You'll love it. Danny Dusty on the fan. It's time for today's Worst Day on the Web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. All right, it is time for the Worst Day on the Web, which I think is absolutely fantastic today. It is not the Worst Day on the Web because I think this is relatable to a lot of folks out there. I'm not a coffee drinker. Are you a coffee drinker? Have you once ever seen me bring coffee? Uh, no, no. Main li- mainlining caffeine out of an energy drink? Yes. Coffee? No. Hate it. I am not a coffee man. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Not a coffee drinker. Turns my insides upside down. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> it ain't good. Um, but I do know that, I, and I, I will have, I do need a caffeine fix of some sort. So I will have like a five-hour energy, if you will. And if I don't, you start getting a little cranky, you get a little grumpy. And coffee folks, y'all are the lunatics when it comes to coffee. This woman right here is an angel. I wanted a cup of motherfucking coffee. Look at oh. this coffee. Just every girl, every way you look, it's probably in your purse. This motherfucking shit. Every goddamn thing that I brought in here is wet. Then a oh, oh, what happened? Now, now it's stopping. Now it wants to shut off. Oh, <laughs> fantastic technology! It, the ghost of Odyssey Portland. Hmm. Uh, it strikes again. 
I am starting to feel like this building might be haunted. It is 100 plus years old. It is. And I've been to the Shanghai Tunnels. I know that some shady stuff has happened in this town. Yeah. There I, are some ghosts. I bet you some tunnels probably lead under lead underneath here. This woman is a, I don't know if she is Samuel L. Jackson's mother. But she's close. Uh, well, she cusses like him. Mm-hmm. I know that for sure. This woman dropped her Tim Hortons coffee. Which is Canadian. It's the Canadian Dunkin' Donuts, if you will. Yes. And she dropped her Tim Hortons. And they're far too proud of it. And she was having none of it. Try this again. I wanted a cup of motherfucking coffee. Look at this coffee. Just every girl, every way you look, it's probably in your purse. This motherfucking shit, shit every goddamn thing that I brought in here is wet than a. Oh! Well, uh, it stopped again. Uh, That'll why happen. can't we do? What is going on in there, Jeff Ross? What are you doing? What are you? What's going? Uh oh, he's got the look. He's got the look. He's gonna. Okay, I hope we get the rest of this woman's rant. He's gonna break. We're not everything. gonna do it right now. We're not gonna do it right now. We are gonna get. I'm gonna let Jeff Rust breathe. We're gonna try to get this in because this woman is a saint. Rust is gonna go back there and uh, get the hamsters spinning the wheels, and hopefully we can. We can get this audio back. Um, in the meantime, we've got some sports that we need to we we can still talk about. You sure? Uh, I I mean I don't know. I don't know. Danny Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 the fan. First, let's do a welfare check on our producer, Jeff Russ. Jeff, are you okay? I'm over here cursing like the coffee lady at Wide Orbit. All right. Now, do you think you got it? I'm just going to try to play it directly off my computer here. All right. Well, make sure you don't play the original version because this lady, 34. 39. Oh, 9? 39. I wrote down 34. 39 bleeps that Jeff Rust had to put in here. Uh-oh, there's engineers circling around Jeff Russ now, Get which is that, never a good sign. Get rid of that dumb button. Oh, boy. Um, all right. I want you all to hear Tim Hortons, lady, because I think you, you all heard like eight or ten of her bleeps. You need the full 39 experience because this woman is a journey, and she is a, a, a saint. And as this texter says, I knew Canadians were angry souls. Thanks, Tim Hortons, lady. Here she is, without further ado. I wanted a cup of motherfucking coffee. Look at this coffee. Just every girl everywhere you Spilled her coffee. It's probably in your purse. This motherfucking shit. Every goddamn thing that I brought in here is wet than a Oh! Wet than a what? I've been there. You I can feel have this. Degrees. And you can be a good mother, but you can't have coffee. Oh, you taping this mother. I don't give a because a 
can't have coffee, live a good life, wash her ass, and she can't have no coffee. Mother <laughs> So mother man, right the now. And I started to get an extra large. Do you know how much coffee that would have been? You can swim in an extra large. Had my lips all fit for some top Tim Norton. All this shit is on your floor. Mother Come back from a doctor's appointment, had a good appointment, gonna live another 15, 20 minutes, but a can't have no coffee though. That's what a big guy, you can have some life, but you can't have no coffee. Cause what you wanna do is take it and spread it all over your daughter's motherfucking house. But won't none get in your lip. I'm so mad. Wow. Hello. I don't even know. Did I say hi? The f hello. Mother f duck. Hello. Hi. This mother I'm out of breath and Oh. I don't have no coffee. Don't deserve coffee. I'm talking about it ain't enough in here to wet. Oh, uh, 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 fleas. It's not enough coffee in here to wet a flea. Okay. Have you ever cussed so much you're out of breath? Uh, I have. I have so yeah, about right before the break. I have. So, yeah. <laughs> I have so many questions about this. One, can you imagine how long she was going before her daughter's like, I need to film this, because we all know that it wasn't just like, hey, something spilled and guess what? Boom! Now we're gonna s start filming. It was uh oh, mom's on one right now. And I know how this goes when she doesn't have her coffee. How long did she go before the, the camera came out? That is question number one. Number two, how great is it you can pray, but a blank can't have coffee? You can have a degree, but a blank can't have coffee. You can have all these things. A blank going to live another 15 to 20 minutes, she said, but I can't have my coffee. The one that got me was the you had, you got a beep 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 beep, beep oh, like yeah. it's just a it's a streak of beeps. Uh, I'm like ah, I've man. been there. Yeah, you sound like Porky Pig, mm -hmm. just bleeping all the way through. Uh, and did I catch in there? Uh, in the middle of the you can pray, you can have degrees. Did did I hear a you can wash your ass, but you can't have coffee? Well, I think maybe she said watch your ass, but yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> I had my lips fit for some Tim Hortons. <laughs> and then she just stops and says, did I even say hello? So good. Tim Hortons lady, thank you. You are an angel. And there's certain things. She's got to have her coffee to start her day. And I hope her daughter after that went and bought her uh, some Tim Hortons. I guarantee you that woman will never have to pay for Tim Hortons ever again in her life. There is a, an endorsement coming her way. There's got to be an endorsement coming her way after that. From Starbucks? No. No. Tim Hortons. No. That woman loves Tim Hortons. Well, maybe, maybe her, she her, dropped maybe it. Maybe her heart was broken. No. You get not pick, Starbucks. Pick, Why in get, the world would it be Starbucks? I'll that woman you. has... that the Tim Hortons P1 right there. I'm she loves right Tim Hortons. I don't... like All coffee sucks. But I'm not, yeah. I've had Tim Hortons coffee and their donuts. They suck. 
Not good. <sighs> it's it's one of those things that Canadians get super proud about. Well, yeah. You're saying this now, and this is going to be your take, but it's the same East Coasters with Dunkin' Donuts. Well, it's the same thing. Like, it's like California people with In-N-Out, well, you know, that's Texans with Whataburger. That's also good. I mean, but, you know, you're not a coffee guy, so you don't know your Tim Hortons no, but the, or your Dunkin's. I, I, I can still tell you what sucks. I don't think you can. I can. I think you're not qualified for I, that. I am. I, I don't think so at all. If you're not a coffee guy, how can you say what coffee's good and what coffee sucks? You just want to be the contrarian. No. Which is a meringue staple. It's not. It is a meringue <laughs> it, staple. It is. It's, it's not. <laughs> He's got you there. I don't want Dead to be. Rights, my friend. I, I don't want to be. I just am. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a meringue staple. Yeah, but, I mean, most coffee sucks, but there's coffee that sucks more. <laughs> It is. Tell me about your thoughts on wine. <laughs> Love wine. What are we doing, are we doing reds, whites? What are you doing? A little Sauv Blanc? Oh, man. Go, go real crappy and go Moscato? <clears throat> Night train. Mm. All right. Let's start hour number three here with a little NBA talk. We're halfway through the NBA season. There sure seem like there's a couple posers near the top of the standings on both the Eastern and Western Conference. Which teams are wah, wah, wah? Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.